0: You got to have the details and the fundamentals of it before you can unleash the violence. And I just kind of stole that from our special team coordinator, but I've been using it ever since he said it. I think we all borrow something here and there when something uh, resonates with us to try to make it ours. And I think that's kind of a sign of a good coach. You adapt, you learn, and you own you know things that you learn.
1: On Mondays this offseason, we've been sharing clinic segments from the different clinics that we've run throughout the year. And today's episode is from Lawrence First and Goal Clinic with Darnell Stapleton on teaching the zone scheme. In this segment, Coach Stapleton shares the philosophy and basics that they focus on to teach the zone scheme and create the understanding and fundamentals needed to run it successfully. The entire clinic is available on CoachTube, and the link can be found in the show notes. Go to coachingcoordinator.com for our enhanced show notes, which include screenshots from the presentation. And stay tuned for our winning edge takeaways following this segment from Darnell Stapleton, offensive line coach, University of Florida. What you see on tape is a direct reflection of what you teach and how you teach. Video is important, but if you don't teach well, you're not going to like what you see on your video. First Down Playbook has been helping coaches teach better for 13 years. It allows you to present installs, playbooks, and practice cards in half the time or use the coupon code COACH24 to receive a $100 discount off the normal $700 First Down Playbook team membership price. Links and the phone number are in the show
0: notes. I appreciate it. Thank you for you guys having me this evening. Hopefully, uh, everybody's been enjoying the clinic so far. Hopefully, I can keep it on par with what's been going on so far. But I've always thought very highly and fondly of Lawrence first and Gold, even dating back to when I was a youngster and partaked in the camp and then had the opportunity to go ahead and coach it in early 2019 or 20, no, 2015 or so. And now to be here speaking is really an honor and a pleasure of mine. So I'm going to get right to it. Really, what I'm going to get into tonight is we're primarily a zone scheme operation here at the University of Florida. And we fully believe that it is a year-round commitment to get better at the basic fundamentals and schemes and techniques that we use. So I'm going to go through a little progression that we have here. So at the end of the day any scheme that we teach here at the University of Florida in the running game we talk about our philosophy, right? And it comes down to three things, right? Your start, your explosion and your finish. And at the end of the day when we're talking about your start we're looking about alignment, assignment and technique. All right, explosion is, of course, you're going back to unlocking your hips, playing with power, and then your finishes. How am I covering up this defender? Did I establish leverage? Did I gain leverage? How do I maintain leverage? And then some of that in that finish category is how you're wired between the ears. And we we'll just talked a little bit about the start alignment assignment and technique. I think the biggest thing when you talk about zone scheme and really any type of movement with an offensive lineman, it's functional movement. It's pre-snap, I know what my rules are, I know what my landmark is, I know what type of technique I need to use to get there, where do I load up my weight? The mental aspect of controlling, we talk about drive catching in the pass game, as well as drive catching in the run game, right? That unique skill set of loading up the weight on the inside of your left foot and driving off of it, getting your first step in the ground with your right foot and then being in the position to get your second step down as fast as possible. So we drill this many, many ways, and we talk to these guys about the battle of the second step. We're trying to get our second step in the ground so that we can play with power and force before the defensive lineman does. Now talk a little bit about explosion, unlocking your hips, right, the strike component of it, right, delivering power to the defensive lineman or linebacker, whoever it may be, right. We always talk about having a base, playing low to high. All right, and then the lift component of it. We got multiple ways that we drill it. There's some things that we do in the weight room as far as hip rolls, hip extensions, med ball toss. There's some things as we get into our off-season phase where I get the opportunity to work with them that are staples for us. Finish the third piece of our philosophy here. Right, we're gonna talk about the strain, effort, or the anticipation or fighting of the tear off, right? Which is huge, right? Those D-linemen are taught rules of engagement and how to disengage and get off blocks. And we've gotta be ready to combat that with hand pressure, understanding where the ball's going, whether we're using backside hand pressure or we're trying to get our hat somewhere where we can maintain leverage. I think there's an art and science to it, and a lot of that comes down to understanding the scheme, the aiming point of the running back, where the ball can end up because of the front, and that's what we talk about a little bit as a 4D player, understanding the whole logistics of every scheme and detail that we have. And then those bottom two points there, the ability to chase the ball and push the pile, I think a lot of that is found in recruiting, you know, how a guy, how a young man is wired between the ears. As I watch film, I want to see somebody that's showing extreme effort. Whether he's chasing the ball on his high school film, or he's trying to throw blocks down the field, or if there was a, I'm watching game film. There was an interception. That man beelines and he goes chase the DB or whatever that might have picked off the ball. I want guys that are wired a little bit different that want to be great, and a lot of times that results to the finishes that we're looking on tape. What I'm going to get into now is really how we teach our zone schemes and our concepts from a really a install standpoint right as far as who we're going to how we're going there and the one thing we talk about or i talk about quite a bit is like you got to have the details and the fundamentals of it before you can unleash the violence and i just kind of stole that from our special team coordinator but i've been using it ever since he said it i think we all borrow something here and there when something uh resonates with us try to make it ours and i think that's kind of a sign of a good coach you adapt you learn and you own you know things that you learn but we'll talk about the play, the cadence. Uh, I'm really big on them understanding the running back's aiming point, front declarations, combinations on how we combo, is it a thick double team? Is it a thin double team? And then ultimately the technique and fundamentals of our aiming point related to the running backs aiming point. But here at the University of Florida, we run multiple types of zone schemes and they all have their rhyme or reason to them. Our tight zone scheme will be play side leg of the center as an aiming point. Our inside zone will be the inside leg of the tackle. Our mid zone will be the outside leg of the, of the tackle. And then our outside zone will be to the ass crack of the tight end or ghost tight end. And they all attach to a different type of backfield setting, if that makes sense. One's, some are more pistol, gun. Others are you know strictly gun type runs. So if you ever have any questions about that, what we feel more comfortable out of the gun or out of the pistol? I don't mind sharing that. So just to talk about really the aiming point for us as it pertains to the running back
1: as coaches we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses uniforms training equipment travel and more but raising that money can feel like a full time job thankfully there's vertical raise vertical raise is the premier online fundraising platform and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective, so I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. TeamMofo.com/slash demo and mention Coaching Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year.
0: I think it's huge for the O-line to understand what's going on behind them so they understand what's in front of them is going to react. Whether it's a split zone concept and we got a chance to get linebackers to jump back or rock back or gap exchange, whatever you may call it, we need to understand that, right? So Because it'll dictate how thick, how thin we could be on double teams. And also, we need to know how the backs, gonna linebackers, are gonna react to the action of the back, right? So for our inside zone, our aiming point is down the middle on the defender. If I'm a guard and I got a three technique, I'm trying to get my hat square down the middle of that defender. In turn, if I'm going outside zone, we tell the offensive lineman if he's reaching a three technique. Let's say we got the right guard, his aiming point is armpit, okay, play side armpit, all right, nothing else. We're gonna aim for the play side armpit. We're gonna chase the play side armpit. That'll get us to our leverage of where we need to be in the scheme of the play. Now, on the backside of our zone scheme plays, we use one landmark. We say inside number drive, right? So I'm trying to run off the ball. And whether I'm losing depth or sitting a little bit more square flat is predicated on the play and how far that defender is away from me, right? If I got a two eye and I'm running inside zone, I know it's going to be more of a square step and I'm going to get my hat to that inside number. If it's outside zone, I know I'm going to have to step on a little bit more of an angle and still get my hat to that inside number drive target, okay? But we keep it simple there. And the footwork is predicated on how far that defender that i'm responsible for is away from me as far as combination blocks go we'll talk about using a flipper forearm some people call the top of the shoulder or lift technique we'll use a flipper more so on tight zone or inside zone we'll stab some people call it the heisman or whatever but we'll stab and go On our outside zone concepts, as long as we have kind of uphill leverage, right? If we're talking about a two eye and a thirty backer, we'll stab and go. If we have leverage, we might utilize a flipper on outside zone, depending on how much leverage we have on the backer we're comboing to. And then we'll utilize a double under at times on our combination blocks. It depends on where line the second level linebacker is in relationship to the first one, right? So if I could just draw a mental picture, if I got a right guard, and right tackle, and there's a two-eye and they're being, which is our backside combination to a guy in a wide 30, right, the right guard is going to use double under because the right tackle is going to use what we call firm shuffle technique. For all our combinations where, let's say we got a right guard, right tackle, three technique and a 10 backer inside, we're going to use what we call piggyback technique. And that could be any type of combination where we're comboing to a guy that's out in front of us, right? If the guy is stacked or behind and we're comboing back, the backside guy in the combination block will use what we call firm shuffle technique. And it's really, as it says, like a firm lateral shuffle sideways, where he's able to read the near, near the defender inside him. If he doesn't come towards him, he's in a position that he can climb to the second level. And I'll show you some examples of that here as we go. All right, how we teach our rules, right? So you work off of zone count. Okay, and what we do is we tell the center, you have zero to the mic. Play side guard has one. Play side tackle has two alert three if we're working to an open surface. If there's a tight end there, he just has two. Backside guard has minus one. Backside tackle has minus two. Here's a picture of it. I think it's better for you guys to see it than me just talk about numbers. What we do is we call it a plumb line mic. We take an imaginary line, we draw it down the middle of the center, the first defender, head up the play side is zero. The next guy will be one, the next guy is two, the next guy outside of that is three. Backside, first thing is minus one, minus two, minus three. So we go back to those rules. Center has zero to the mic, guard has one, playside tackle has two, alert three, backside guard has minus one, backside tackle has minus two.
1: Here are our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. 1. Teaching sets your players up for success. While Coach Stapleton lists different components of what he believes creates a successful zone scheme, he's also sharing the framework for their teaching. Football is a game of systems and subsystems. Set up in this manner, any scheme can be taught, adjusted, and game plan. Think about the scheme that you have and using this short segment as a framework. Do you have it set up this way? Simple rules that are memorized are great as a starting point but the subsystem or framework really sets your players up for success. Two, it's okay to have a variety of techniques. As the game has evolved and advanced, and defenses utilize different techniques and movements, having a toolbox of footwork or hand, arm, and upper body techniques allow a player to win in any situation. Of course, it starts with the simplest of teaching and a base technique, and then layers in the different variations of technique. An example of this is when Coach Stapleton talked about how they use a flipper, forearm, top of the shoulder, stab, or double under depending on what is happening and the alignment of the players across from them. Three, offensive line is the only position in sports that does not see the ball. So, giving them an understanding of the running back aiming points and the movement and fit that those will elicit from the defense can help them better anticipate and get themselves into the right position that creates a successful block to spring the back. Remember, the link to this entire presentation, which supports Lauren's first and goal, can be found in the description. Coach Stapleton shares the drill progression they use to teach the techniques of zone scheme and shows the plays and techniques on game film as well. Be sure to go to coachingcoordinator.com for enhanced show notes, which usually includes links to resources, illustrations, screenshots, or diagrams, and even video when applicable. You can also sign up for our weekly tip sheet, which shares the best ideas from each episode. Follow us on Twitter at Coach K Krabowski.